This is it sounds vaguely familiar that's right it does so this is the music from steamboat willie oh my goodness the first i guess official appearance of mickey mouse right and uh yeah i wanted to bring that up because you know as the calendar changed to january 1st 2024 uh-huh. mickey mouse from this movie public domain baby, oh, baby. we did it that's amazing it really is. Like, it's something that I wasn't sure we would ever see uh, because the the copyright laws have been pushed back primarily because of Disney's, like, uh, lobby getting mm-hmm. in there and being like, hey, no, this is important to us because we make money off this mouse. A lot. A lot of money off this mouse. And uh, they continuously push that copyright date back right. further and further so at this point it's now 95 years after its initial creation mm. and disney still has the trademark for specific versions of mickey mouse like with the red shorts and the white gloves and yellow shoes and everything uh-huh. the pie eyes are included in that as well but this original version of mickey mouse from steve boat willie he belongs to us, baby. baby. He's the people's mouse. He is the people's mouse, <laughs> and we have it. And the reason I let that song play out for such a long time yeah. is, one, because I wanted to get to the whistle because that's the most iconic part. Oh, yeah. But also because that song is also in the public domain, and I know Spotify, those motherfuckers <laughs> are going to try to kick our episode <laughs> off of their service because, like, ah, you can't do that. But, bitch, please believe. This one we can't? We yeah. can. That belongs to us now. So we have it. I like how you, it belongs to us now. I love this, this it phrasing does. of it. This, yeah, this viewpoint. I love it. It's ours. Yeah. We it's our it. time now. It's exactly. our time down here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, because of that, I've updated the podcast art for the episode today. Mm. So it's got some Steamboat Willie flavor. Oh my to goodness. It. And um, I'll, I'll send it over to you just so you can yeah, yeah. Uh, see it on, on the air here. Perfect. Oh, my God, it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time I've seen this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We didn't edit anything. It's fine. Don't even worry about it. Because you you saved it on his his open mouth whistle. I did. Yes. Yeah. I looked for that one specifically. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It looks like you could just uh, you could put like a Vienna sausage in there. It's like a tiny hot dog. You can do whatever you want. Oh, right. Okay. He's he's the people's mouse. <laughs> hey, Mickey, what that mouth do? You know, <laughs> I do. Uh, I remember watching Steamboat Willie a long time ago. It's I haven't seen it in in a long, long time though. Uh, but it's yeah, it's cool that it's 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 ours now. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we're, we're at least going to uh, use and abuse it, if anything. You oh know? yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I just thought it was cool that um, something that has been so. Uh, widely restricted by mm. this huge corporation is now just like, all right, I guess we delayed it as much as we could. Right. Who gives a fuck, you know? But, yeah, I'm intrigued uh, to see how it moves forward yeah. because they're so litigious, uh, the Disney people. So now I've, yeah. I've even heard already that someone had uploaded like a uh, common usage. I'm not sure what the word is. I can think of it right now, but mm-hmm. version of that to, to YouTube, like monetized, and they already got like a copyright strike and they took it down which i oh, i assume because nobody should be able to make money from it now right right so maybe that was why but um but yeah i wonder if like disney's gonna you know like the the versions of mickey mouse that are allowed based on this is it mm-hmm. i guess it's just black and white or like this gray 
kind of look and no mm-hmm. no gloves he's no like black gloves. Hands in here? yeah uh, okay. we don't know what color his like shorts or shoes right. are supposed to be so yeah as, as long as it's like the grayscale or black and white version yeah, yeah. of mickey mouse and um after the initial first scene of this cartoon he ends up losing the hat anyway so he's oh, okay. just like regular mickey mouse i was gonna but, ask that uh, yeah yeah you, you can't do the the white gloves you can't do even the high-pitched voice because we don't hear oh. that in the uh in the cartoon but you could whistle you could whistle you can okay. use that song spotify we can use that song we can legally. yeah just alone yeah yeah it's a good look man um and it's a uh, it's like I, I wonder as time goes by, we'll get more and more things like because it's getting to a point now we're getting into the like, you know, in the middle of the 2020s, mm-hmm. we're getting to a point where there's more and more like useful stuff, sort of like uh, right. like pop culture stuff back from like 100 years ago ish. So it's nice as that's right. going to roll through and more and more things will be available. It'd be interesting to see because it's like that, like the 30s and 40s, you know, like those movies start to be like movies that I like we, we know more. I think before mm-hmm. that, like the general public kind of gave it up on a lot of that stuff. Uh, obviously, our, our friend Daniel uh, Cobwebs um, has been highlighting a lot of that. Daniel that Cobwebs. Cool, Daniel, Daniel Cobwebs. That's his name, right? <laughs> yes, it's on his social security card. Anytime we have guests on, we make them show us their social security card, even if they're not from America. Oh, yeah, they we have make them to. apply for one. Yeah, they have to get a visa, maybe a MasterCard as well. Sometimes um, a Versa or a Morster card. Yes, yeah. You never yeah, know. A moisture, I a love moisture. a good moisture card. <laughs> No, nobody wants that. <laughs> Mickey Moisture card. That's a new thing. Gross. <laughs> if we do use that as a title, one of the grossest titles you've ever used. Yes. Yeah. What was it? We Mickey's, might have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey Moisture. <laughs> moisture card. Yeah. Uh, that's a lovely image. Well, I think with that, uh, we should go ahead and kick this off. So we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk Mickey About Mouse Stuff. And Mickey Mouse is on our, our fucking uh, <laughs> artwork for today. What yeah, a wild amazing. time to, Can to live Can we call in. him Mickey? Or we have to call him Willie? No, oh. no. Uh, Mickey Mouse. We can call him. Like oh in the, the title card, I believe, says Mickey Mouse in Steamboat Willie. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. What a time to be alive. Yeah. And also, know? I should point out for the ladies, Minnie Mouse is now in the public domain as well. Excellent. So I was wondering, that's yeah. in this in this uh, this steamboat willie short is what can be used but she's got her dress she's got i think some heels on because naturally she's a woman she should be in heels right you get it is that she makes holding sense. a frying pan or does she need to get back in the kitchen at least uh i i believe she is only in a kitchen like any you know what i'm not gonna <laughs> i can't even make a joke about this you're like i'm feeling comfortable even in the middle of this joke. i know uh, we we have a, a lot of like female listeners and friends and uh it's like you know they don't They've, they've heard all the jokes. Yeah, which is why we talk about butt stuff all the time. and uh, Exactly. All the yeah. good stuff, Just all the good stuff. To vary it up, vary it yeah. up a little bit. So, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, mm. Well, yeah. Well, welcome to the show. And uh, today we're, we're just going to do a pop culture catch up where we'll just kind of talk about stuff we've been watching or reading or listening to or whatever. So uh, I've definitely yeah, been yeah. this year since uh, since the changeover of the year. Um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not big on social media very much. We do have them kind of linked, but um, Letterboxd I've always liked, but I'm, I was inconsistent with it. So I've been trying to be on Letterboxd a lot more, do some reviews, and it's kind of gotten me to watch, you know, more movies and more like whole movies, like actually sit down and watch them, try to watch some stuff I haven't seen before. So I'm really excited today to uh, talk about a bunch of stuff that I've found, all kinds of random things. When you say watch whole movies, were you watching just like clips? What, I, what does that mean? What that means? I have a confession, Brent. 
the uh-huh. entirety of this podcast since 2017. I uh-huh. I don't think I've finished a single movie we've we've seen. <laughs> I uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, it's, okay. I, I didn't understand the concept of what we were doing. Uh huh. I I thought I actually thought that's what we were doing. We, we'd watch part of the movie and we were just improving the rest of it. So I've said I some see. wildly inaccurate you know information about a lot of stuff. Well, Stephen, because of improv, I was just yes anding and going off of what you oh, were doing. God. So. Yes, and I agree. <laughs> Not only that, but I've got an additional thought that doesn't make any sense based on that. But do you think because you only previously only watched, you know, maybe a trailer or select clips online for every mm. film we've reviewed in the past, that's the reason that you think Mad Max Fury Road is good? Oh, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> It's got to be my like least popular opinion. I love it. It's, though, it's the one that makes people yeah, mad the most. It it makes my blood boil instantly every time. I'm just like, <laughs> he doesn't understand. I, remind me again. Have you ever seen any of the other ones in no. that series? Okay. If I have, it was on TV uh, when I was right. in elementary school or something like that, and I probably didn't have interest. I wonder if you'd hate all of them. I don't like, know. I don't know that. Just the tone. Uh, the feeling of like as I was going through my 2023 list of trilogies, uh-huh. I thought, well, maybe I'll be able to go back and watch the Mad Max movies leading up to, you know, uh, one of the months or something like right. that. But uh, I couldn't find any place where all three of them were streaming on the yeah. same platform or whatever at the same time. And I was trying to do everything within a, a given month, right? A calendar month. So it just uh, wasn't in the cards, but uh, I did have intentions to watch all of them. I just hadn't had the opportunity opportunity to do so. Right. And I was like, I, I don't know that I want to uh, buy a trilogy <laughs> right. on iTunes. You, <laughs> you <know>? might hate. <laughs> yeah. You have to scroll by it all the time and be like, ah, that fucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if you would like them at all. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe we'll put that in the pipeline eventually. But um Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited to talk about lots of things outside of Fury Road today. And um, a lot of them, like you said, you know, I I did only watch um, trailers or clips of a lot of the older movies Mm -hmm. we've had. But even, you know, you've kind of gotten away from watching trailers at all for some things, right? Yeah. Yeah. In general. Uh, I've been Mm -hmm. trying that a little bit more. Some of the things I watched on here, I just kind of found the poster somewhere and just was like, I should give it a shot. And by whole movies, I mean to say that you and I are are pretty bad about uh, watching a movie like, you know, two or three parts. Uh, when that happens oh, in its sure. adult life and uh, yeah. modern American adult life, at least. But um, but yeah, I uh, I tried to actually like sit down and like watch these movies in full as much as possible and actually mm-hmm. like experience them. And it helped that I, I had been on a kick where I was watching a lot of stuff that I was familiar with. So now I'm trying to find new stuff and then I, I want to watch it. You know, I want to give it that attention yeah. and also it'll it'll keep my attention, hopefully. And it's sometimes sure. uh, there's some stuff I'm not going to mention. I, I've tried to decide a little bit lately. If there's something I'm not clicking with and I just want to turn it off, it's like no, no farm, no, no farm. Wow. No foul. Um, and, uh, you know, I just won't mention it. No big deal. So I, yeah. I, I would give things a shot and maybe not finish them. But other ones, if I liked it, I would, you know, try to try to focus. So anyway, all to say, I'm, uh, I watched a bunch of stuff and I'm excited to talk about it. So did you want to I, I know you're doing your trilogy review sort of from last year. Is that all like one big segment? Is that how you're going to present that? Do you want to do that? Up, up, tart, up, up, tart. What am I? What is wrong with Are me? Are you today? me? What oh happened? my god! <laughs> I, I was trying to say up, like at the start and up top at the same time. Up tart. Uh-huh. Up tart. Uh, up tart. Hey man, this guy's acting like a fucking up tart over Dude, here, bro. 
Listen, I got <laughs> I got called an uptart a lot in school, okay? And it really hurts when people call me that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, that's been my whole life for as yeah. long as I can remember, Stephen. Oh. So we're just a couple of upstart uptarts over here on LTAS. But uh, welcome to 2024, everyone. That's right. Here we are. So, um, yeah, I'll go ahead and do my... Uh, a look back on my 2023 uh, LTAS trilogies. Um, I know we had an episode earlier this year, the Gremlins 2 episode, but uh, we were in a rush to get that done. I didn't want to add that extra conversation to that episode, so I'm doing it here. So I want to go back and talk about the 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 list of movies that I watched throughout um, last year. So Perfect. we're going to start with January. I watched the Anchorman trilogy. February, mm. the Before trilogy. In March, really went overboard, watched Rocky 1 through 6. Oh, that's right. That was that was a lot. I forgot um, which it, one you watched like a, like a lot more of. I know there's a few. I think you watched more than three, maybe. Well, I'll see you oh, on the sure, list. Yeah. I'm sure it's yeah. coming up, but I, I didn't remember it was Rocky. Yeah. Uh, in April, I watched the To All the Boys trilogy. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I tried to Forgot about that. be conscious wow. of the of the genre as I was uh-huh. going through the year just to like switch it up. I did okay for the most part, but uh, it, it uh, sometimes it would be a little bit samey. Um, in May, I did the Dollars trilogy, the, uh, the Western Dollars oh, trilogy. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, in June, I did the Evil Dead trilogy. July, mm. Bill and Ted trilogy. August... <laughs> The Ip Man Tetralogy, <laughs> meaning four movies. That was a Big fucking fan. slog for me. Uh, September, I did RoboCop. Uh, October, the Stepfather Trilogy of all Oh my God, trilogies. that's right. Um, in November, I did Kung Fu Panda. Uh, and on, I'm so glad that I mentioned that on the episode because I had no idea they were making a fourth movie that oh, comes right. out in a couple of months at this point. Yeah, so I'm awesome. glad you were aware of that and let yeah. me know. That was just fucking pure kismet right yeah, there. Yeah, Pretty good and timing. then December, I did the most holiday series of all, the Toxic Adventure trilogy. That's right. <laughs> Man, what so, a what a crazy list! You really now, like, in addition to that, I did some other uh, series beyond mm-hmm. those. Sometimes it would bleed over into separate months, but over the course of last year, I also watched the uh, Evangelion rebuilds, which is oh, four yeah. separate movies, four anime movies. Friday the Thirteenth, one through three. Oh yeah, the Halloween H two O timeline, meaning. Uh, Halloween's uh, 1, 2, H2O, and Resurrection, uh-huh. uh, the Frankenstein trilogy, and then, of course, the greatest trilogy of them all, The Haunt is Alive, written Aww. and directed by Stephen Fisher, starring you. Christian Cook. Thank just, you, sir. Just goat level. You uh, you really watched a lot of trilogies. Holy shit. That was like, and I, even the I, extras I, was almost like a whole other list. Yeah. No, I've I've watched two other movies in a trilogy, and I had intended to watch that third movie leading up to this record today, but uh-huh. I've been having some sleep issues. People can listen to the outtakes to hear about that, and I just didn't have it in me to waste time on this last movie. I'll eventually get to it and talk about it on the, the podcast. It sounded like you had a lot of time in the outtakes, like when well, you were talking about it. <laughs> I, I was about uh, I was mere moments away from losing my fucking mind. Right. So I was just like, I, I can't I, I just couldn't find the, the energy in my body to to do so. For sure. Um, so going back to my monthly trilogies from last year, I wanted to do like a top three and a bottom three. Mm. Um, so in my top three, I'm going to put the before trilogy. That was a revelation. To oh, me. I love it. I was like, oh my God, I love these characters. I love the relationship. Uh, I love the storytelling. And I love the idea that it's just like slice of life. There's no major plot 
to yeah. it. Maybe the third movie probably has the most plot to it. And really it's just like their relationship as they've like come together and, and um, boy, that really hits some uh, rough road toward the end of that oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was, it was so fucking worth it to me. Um, I'm also going to include um, look, Kung Fu Panda, I think, was a fucking blast to rewatch. I've mm-hmm. seen the first two movies. The third one was brand new to me, but even still, I just... Uh, I, I don't always um, love a DreamWorks animated mm-hmm. project, but I think Kung Fu Panda is, is way really up there with uh, the How to Train Your Dragon movies. And then also to fill out my um, my best of... Oh, boy, what do I want to put on there? Are these in any order, or are these just the top three? Just the the top three. Gotcha. You know, I could probably rotate through them uh, at any point. Um, let's see. I think I might want to put... I, I really thought it was going to be easier than this, but... Uh, it's Ip Man. I know it. It's Ip Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw Bill and Ted on there, you know? Oh, wow. Okay. Because... Um, I still need to watch that third one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the third one was more fun than I expected it to be. Yeah, cool. And... It was surprising to me to watch these movies as an adult, even though I think they use the like the bad F word like as a, a slur oh, to right. each other. It was a different time. I'm not making that or saying that's an excuse to use that word. But, you know, it's I think context is important for something yeah. like that. That said, I feel like Bill and Ted as characters are very just like straight up good dudes. You know, they're like Superman mm-hmm. level good dudes. They don't have any like malice in their bodies at all. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like fun time travel stuff, especially like when we get to the third one where they have daughters and they go back in time. It's just kind of going on a, like a road trip with your buddies a little bit. So awesome. I, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed that one. I thought uh, maybe this one will ho- hold up as well, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I was surprised at how well it did. Um, Excellent. Anchorman, I remember liking the first Anchorman a lot more back in the day, mm-hmm. and I uh, didn't like the second Anchorman movie. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised at how much my thought on those didn't necessarily flip, but I liked Anchorman 2, like, better the this i guess second time i watched it uh-huh my voice is going out steven it sounds great um yeah i was wait- i was waiting for a literal frog to jump out of your face onto your microphone which i thought would be cool he could have been like a friend of ours but hello my baby hello my honey <laughs> oh my god he just burst out of your chest <laughs> so yeah uh, that's why anchorman didn't make it and plus that like m- middle movie that was right. cobbled together out of uh alternate takes and then like stuff that was filmed but never used for the original movie right um that one was like yeah it was, it was not not great to me let's talk about the bottom three for the l test from last year so definitely for me the Ip Man movies. Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't work. They're just like pure, no charm at all mm-hmm. to that character. And I understand people like the like fighting scenes, but there's so much outside of the fighting scenes that you just have to be like, okay, I guess I'll watch this guy with zero charisma go mm-hmm. around and do this thing. And I know he's based on a historical figure, but I feel like they could have done something more with it. Have you seen any of the It Man movies? I still have not. I have a few of them, and I've heard of them before, but I never really checked them out. So uh, okay. your reviews really made me want to go out there and watch it amongst all the you things that I have. You should do it, Stephen. I'll <laughs> find them. I'll track them down for you. <laughs> but I've heard other people say good things. So, it's yeah, it's, it takes all kinds. That's fine. Um, yeah. I'm curious enough to uh, you know try the first one. So Okay. 
Um, I'm also going to throw in the bottom three. I'm going to throw the Dollars Trilogy in there. Mm-hmm. Not that the, I think they were bad. They were just, it was a lot of meandering. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for a, a, a Paschetti Western, um, I thought it would have a bit more movement to it. And those movies are very long for mm-hmm. movies that came out in the 60s or 70s or whatever the fuck. And I really thought, oh, okay, you know, maybe an hour and a half and get these stories knocked out. But no, they're like two plus hours, some of yeah. them. And I really could have moved on a bit more. So I'm going to put that one in there. And then uh, also in the bottom three, I'll go ahead and throw maybe the Toxic Avenger. I think the first movie mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. And I still think it's a great movie to watch with a group of people. But mm-hmm. the second two... Uh, a lot of meandering and and uh, the cast changes a little bit and it's just a little bit off putting and uh, there's not a whole lot of story there uh, to <laughs> right. be told I don't think. Um, that said, I am curious about the uh, the newest one with uh, Peter Dinklage and uh, I, know, I'm I, I did some more research on that and it looks like that movie did come out in uh, I think September of of 2023, but it was at film festivals, so as it had a major ah, theatrical run. Yeah, so, so that's we that's why right. we haven't been able to uh, to see it. But uh, okay. as soon as it is available, I want to see that because the cast sounds fucking awesome. So I'm looking forward I, to it. I'm very intrigued to uh, to try to those again as uh, to remind people I I had watched some of those as growing up and I forgot about them. Like I don't remember plot lines or anything like that uh or lack thereof but um yeah. i'm curious to to try those again and then the new one yeah um i'm mm-hmm. curious to hear your your thoughts about it so yeah ah shit i just saw that uh i'm gonna put in my top four now i'm gonna put the to all the boys trilogy oh yeah that's a really good trilogy. you know yeah. as far as like a romantic comedy series it, mm-hmm. it's hard to beat that one so right. i i thought it was uh fun and cute and charming so, i know they're uh, so charming yeah I expanded my three to four. Imagine so that. So your 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 uh, quadrilogy of uh, of trilogies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, top- <laughs> my my tetralogy of trilogies. Yeah. Um, I love it. But yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, putting that up there, and uh, yeah. So that was my my uh, trilogies from from last year. I love it. I know it was a big endeavor, and uh, I thought everyone that you came on the show and would tell us about was so fun and so interesting to hear what you choose. And then how you mm-hmm. felt about them. Uh, I love a, a good varied list like that. That it's all kinds of different things. So, uh, yeah, uh, that was great, man. Thank you for the review. Oh yeah, thanks for sitting through me uh, rambling through all that. Oh shit. no, that was a good one. I think that was a very succinct review. I was like, that's a lot to, to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. There's like just so many movies, and then like like you said, I totally forgot you watched so many extra ones too. It's yeah, just, it's too. just crazy. Yeah. That's why you can't Sorry. recover now. Listen to those outtakes. <laughs> Brent has movie overload. He's not allowed to sleep anymore. I really thought, if anything, I w- my brain would now have the capacity to sleep because I wouldn't have to stay up late to uh-huh. try to cram in these fucking right. extra movies and shit. But uh, uh, it was a, a, a weird and, and fun experiment to do that. So yeah, right on. Uh, if anyone else it. has any any uh, pop culture goals for this year as part of their uh New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. reach out to us. Let us know, because I'd be uh, curious to see what other stuff is is out there like that. Yeah, fantastic, man. Oh, yeah. uh, all right. right. I uh, have two that I wanted to mention together, because uh, one of them was a movie that came out a couple years ago. We watched at the time, and then uh, a sequel came out we hadn't seen until now. So we watched both of them. Rewatched the first one and watched the second one, and that is Extraction and Extraction 2 oh. on Netflix. The uh, Liam Hemsworth, like, action movies. Have you ever seen those before? Uh, I've heard of the Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, by by Liam. <clears throat> Every time I say Liam, I mean Chris. Oh, okay. Everybody knows that. 
Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, it's an yeah. Irish thing, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They're Irish brothers, so you could just exchange the names anytime. They don't care. They don't care about that. Yeah. Totally they prefer it, actually. Uh, yeah, they do. Um, but yeah, Extraction is um, from 2020. Extraction 2 came out um, in 2023. So uh, yeah, uh, as I was talking about that and I got stuck on Liam, I forgot. Did you, ha- do you Have you seen both of these or do you know them? No, I've not heard of anyone that I know that has watched them. Gotcha. So I, I haven't known if they were like worth watching or not or if they were like Red Notice where it's like, well, this is a new exactly. thing. Exactly. Some, some people in it. So you can watch it. It may right. not pay dividends. But uh, I, I like Chris Hemsworth. In gen- I'm sorry, Liam Hemsworth. Liam, uh, parentheses, Chris, Thank close you. parentheses, Hemsworth. Right. Um, a lot. And by the way, guys, it's 2024. It shouldn't be Chris Hemsworth or hersworth right come on it should be themsworth okay <laughs> just slap a t on the front of that some bitch we should start calling him christopher liam themsworth <laughs> yeah exactly you get it. people will get it they get it it's fine yeah um so extraction <clears throat> it, it is exactly what you said and i this is these are two of my uh, reviews on letterboxd you can find this as well but um it's exactly like you said. It's like you go on Netflix, you see this action movie that was released through Netflix. You've never seen it in theaters. You haven't seen as much advertising. It has a really big name star. Uh, it looks like a big budget thing, but kind of, I don't know, kind of paint my numbers. Uh, Red Notice is a great one of those. Uh, the Gray Man as well. We had started and just couldn't finish. It, there's a oh, lot really? of, yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that just, they just don't have any heart to me. That's the way I kind of put this one And Extraction does. It really shocked us. Oh, and they have like generic stupid titles like Extraction. Like this doesn't sound that great to me. Yeah, it sounds but, like he's going in for like dental surgery. Right. <laughs> the Rock goes to get his dental fillings, and terrorists come during that filling. Right, he yeah. has to fight them. Like, yeah. <laughs> Extraction two is like, oh, there was uh, the opposite tooth on the other side. Right. We got to get your insights are from the other side now. Oh my gosh! Um, but yeah, it, it's way better than i expected uh for both of these the first one i liked more um but uh they they have a lot of heart and that's kind of why we like them a lot so um Mm. they're directed by this guy named sam hargrave and he was a former stunt coordinator working with the Rousseau brothers so these are uh written um extraction at least is um uh co-written by oh no screenplay by joe Rousseau. Um, oh, so the, okay. the Rousseau brothers are part of this. Um, he was the stunt coordinator, Sam Hargrave, the director was a stunt coordinator from like civil war on of their MCU movies. So he did like, Oh, civil I thought war. you meant he, going back to like the American civil war. Yeah. He's like, been doing it this since Lincoln. A, right. That is crazy. Right. And he's, and he did this stunt coordinating on Steven Spielberg's Lincoln. So he's really gone from end to end. Now Lincoln was a president. Is that what I'm uh, reading here? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Have you heard of him? I thought he just manufactured pennies. That's like, that was his after job. Um, he faked his death. Oh. Um, and because he was. Oh, he's dead? Of, well, he is now. He faked his first death and then he lived a long age printing pennies, which was nice. Wow. What a yeah. hero. He, he actually died because he was trying to take over the nickel business. And uh, you, uh, don't, you don't play with those boys. So. Exactly. Yeah. Like. He was he was making pennies like from what I've read. Right. Which is not much. Right. I really just have Siri like read off a Wikipedia sure. article to me. Um, what I've heard uh-huh. a robot tell me is that uh, <laughs> Lincoln would get into he he got into penny making because he would cross train tracks and uh-huh. be like, 
Well, if, if only there were something I could put on the train track that could flatten real good. And so he's like, oh, maybe I'll throw a, a penny. Now, what is a penny? And so he like had to like, he had go to, through yeah. a whole, like, he had a brainstorm and everything. Right. Um, and like, people know the story. People know the story. Right. But I well, feel like the, the penny was perfect. But yeah, yeah, if you're trying to put a nickel on a train track, no, this is not going to work. Yeah, uh, it's too thick, I think. And the, the yeah. metal's wrong for it, but uh, mm-hmm. but the penny metal is perfect. Um, I think they call it Cooper, um, which is cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cooper. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and Lincoln he coined the phrase "hang with Mr. Cooper." So exactly, and they made a TV show about it. <laughs> Mark Curry was the star of it. Why do I remember that? I don't know. I just do. Don't worry about it. Oh my god! But um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Extraction. <laughs> Extraction. One and two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sam Hargrave did uh, like Silver War and Infinity War and uh, Endgame. He was a stunt coordinator on those. So he is kind of like, um, I can't remember the guy's name right now, the, the director of John Wick, like where it's like gone from like stunt guy to like director, and then they have yeah. all the chops for both sort of, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, these as well, I think they have uh, a lot of great action, like a lot of really cool, interesting stuff. Like um, a lot, this type of movie I would is the one I would put on and not really pay as much attention to, but it was like riveting. Even though we watched this oh. one, before okay. like back in like 2020 uh re-watching it now was like man this is really great um it's essentially the extraction part is that uh he's part of like an elite team of extractors uh i guess hmm. um okay. like assassins you know like they they're like ex-military they can go into different like war zones and like get someone out so they're assigned in this case it's like a two drug lords are fighting and one one kidnaps the other's son so they're pulled in this, this team is pulled in to go extract him from the danger and then like cross the country with him back to his father so it's like basically you know they're this elite team and then they you know are you know against the bad guys shoot them up sort of thing whatever but um okay. it's just really like well done and um uh liam uh, i did it again fuck christopher <laughs> liam vimsworth yes yes uh-huh. um is uh, is really good in it there's also this uh woman in here named God, i tried to write it down uh, before she was great i had never seen her in anything um oh fuck Rahavard Fahar, Fahar Are you trying to say my last name? Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult. She's Iranian. Uh, oh, I, okay. I And then she has another name on here that's even harder. Golshifta Fahrahani. My God, that's really hard for me. But uh, wow. she's she's amazing. She's a badass in it. Um, she's got a ton of heart as well. So um, they're really good. I, I would say that I want to direct from them, recommend them specifically because it is like um, you you might just scroll by them on Netflix and not think much of them. I'm not a huge mm-hmm. action fan, but I like a good action movie, and these delivered. They felt like solid action movies. Uh, my only thing with them is is kind of like those other movies on there, though. They are a little forgettable. Um, like once mm-hmm. I watch them, I I don't keep thinking about them, and I don't really I didn't really remember all the plot of the mm-hmm. first one until we kind of got into it, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember watching this before. But um, okay. so there there are like it's I call it almost like it's like streaming brain. It's like because they're not like in theaters, they're not like advertise as much there's so many options out there instead of just like a few movies at a time coming out there's like right you know so many that uh they're almost like you watch them and then you just move on and then it, like it'll never show you again on netflix mm-hmm. it never recommends it to me anymore uh, except for like you've watched this in the past so um yeah. yeah but anyway they 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 are better than the 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 rest of them which was nice so uh they were fun i'd recommend them to both of netflix extraction and extraction too have you ever done that thing where um you've been scrolling through netflix and it recommends a sequel to a movie you haven't seen the first one of? I probably has, but yeah, I don't know. And the first one is also on there? Like, <laughs> like, how, 
So you always start with the second one? Work your way back. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Fucking idiot. I liked earlier you said something about like a computer told me and I was like, yes. wow, that is really going to be our future. Like, it I really don't know is, why yeah. you leave it. A computer read yeah. it to me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like all of our episodes since uh, mid 2022 were all AI. Anyway, oh, yeah, so. they have been. All, yeah. yeah, we're not even here anymore. Yeah. Because Brent fell down and cracked his head. <laughs> we are now AI all the time. Our computers uh, murdered us uh, about a year ago, and they've yes, been uh, yeah. continuing on. And even my wife hasn't noticed, so. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she has a conversation with you. She's like, Stephen, I got to tell you, ever since you've become ones and zeros, you've really picked up the pace with uh, everything. Just uh, keeping the house spotless. It's great. Oh, my God. Love it. Yeah. There's a line in the movie Paul, uh, the alien movie with Simon Pegg yeah. and Nick Frost that I love, uh, where they're talking to a waitress, and uh, they're like, have you ever read this book? It's about um, it's about this woman who falls in love with a robot, and she's like, a love affair between a woman and a machine? I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what else you got, man? Well, Stephen, I'm so glad you asked, because I have, uh, I did it. You did it. I did it. You done did it. I told you, wasn't super impressed with the Toxic Avenger trilogy, but uh-huh. God damn it, there was a fourth one out there. What's a man to do, you know? Uh-huh, right. But I told you, I had already started, like, I had watched the first 10 minutes of the fourth one, but I hadn't watched it to completion uh-huh. at the time that I talked about that Toxic Avenger trilogy. Well, I've now seen all of it, Stephen. <laughs> okay. And the full title of this is Citizen Toxie colon the toxic avenger 4 from 2001 right now whenever you start this movie it does a recap of the first movie and toward the end of that voiceover it says and then there were two sequels that were not well received so this is really the the sequel to the first one even though it's still in line with the continuity of the other ones Uh and it also is called the toxic avenger 4 so they acknowledge it but like i don't know they play real loosey-goosey with it trauma is kind of like they do their own thing it's right, you don't right. need to take it that seriously you know <laughs> yeah yeah but i just i just thought it was funny but uh i have watched it and uh, once again they've changed the actors with it now okay. the other two movies came out in like i'm sorry the other three movies came out in the like mid to late 80s if Uh i remember correctly i think uh the 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 second two movies both came out in 89 they were kind of spread out over the Mm -hmm. course of that year but it spread yeah oh god and it was not it was not attractive (laughs) i'll tell you toxic sludge faux show (laughs) absolutely now the toxic avenger 4 is what i like to call the new metal of the toxic avenger franchise oh my god so you loved it I don't mean that in a positive way, Stephen. Now, look, I do co-host a new metal podcast, Mm -hmm. but uh, I don't necessarily like all new metal. It's just like some of the stuff I really like, I love, and then everything else is just kind of like, well, there's that. So, um, I, boy, this movie was rough to get through, but I, Uh, I did it. I survived. Sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What is that about? How? How? How does it even know numbers go up that high? You know. It's, it's it was 10 reviews only 10 reviews so, so that's why uh, part of the the plot of the movie is it there's like a multiverse aspect to it and this uh-huh. go back to 2001 right so there wasn't a whole lot of like multiversal stuff going on in cinema the way there is today right, right with the spider-verse and the, the mcu crossing over to bring like the fox uh x-men movies and all this shit so this is like at a certain point the toxic avenger he 
goes to an alternate reality where instead of being called Toxie there, he's called Noxie. And the like, huh. evil version of the Toxic Avenger comes to our universe, for uh-huh. a lack of a better term. So we've got the bad version of Toxic Avenger in our universe and then the actual Toxic Avenger over in the, the bad one. And so they're kind of experiencing each other's realities and going back and forth. Now, I will say... <laughs> This movie, like the first three movies are like um, offensive and like a like a, a weird tongue in cheek way. Mm. Like I said, there's like a scene where a dog gets shot, but then it shows the dog and it looks like it had uh, fucking pasta fazool spilled on its right. side. And the dog <laughs> is breathing, like clearly breathing. They put no effort into making sure a dog looked like it was dead, which is good. I don't right. want to see that anyway, right. but that's good. You know, it's it's got this like hokiness to it where you're just like, oh, okay, I get it. It's not, it's not. I don't like to see animals or or children hurt in movies, but this is so like comically poor that it's you could just like go along with it. It's part mm-hmm. of the the journey with these movies. Whereas in this movie, Toxic Adventure Four, that it's. <laughs> it is offensive. It is offensive on like multiple levels. Like they, they really, like it starts out with, um, I'm just gonna say it. Like uh, trigger warning for people here. Uh, maybe uh, scrub forward like 30 seconds to a minute if you don't want to hear this. But uh, it starts out with a school shooting at a oh, mentally wow. challenged school, and that's me using the uh, a better term for it than they use in the movie. Oh yeah. And uh, it's it's very dark and uh, uh, damn hard to sit through. And it's just like, wow, 2001, totally different time. I, I feel like this movie came out before September 11th, where everything changed. In the States. <laughs> right. I could be wrong, though. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that was that was wild to fucking see because we don't do shit like that in movies anymore. I mean, you know? and that was like, right like near Columbine and stuff. It's not like that mm-hmm. hadn't happened like big right before that. Right. Um, if I may interject really quick, I was on the Rotten Tomatoes to, to just to see like who gave us tomatoes and who gave it splats. Uh-huh. Uh, one person said it, they gave it a tomato, uh, but they said um, if if the take no prisoners humor of Citizen Toxie is very funny, the movie's relentless comic excess is ultimately a little exhausting. Another one said, laughs are few and far between. The film feels brutally long. But my favorite yes. one is just one out of five stars, no words. They just, <laughs> there's just nothing there. They're like, I don't yeah. even, I didn't even put anything to paper for this. Just don't right. watch this fucking thing. So, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Sounds great, man. Yes. It sounds was, great. Uh, uh, honestly, not worth it. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was not worth it. I say, watch the first Toxic Avenger, call it good. Maybe watch the remake when it comes out with Peter Dinklage, uh, which I still am looking forward to, despite right. you know not having a good experience with three of the the four existing movies <laughs> that have Man. come out. Uh, I, I do think the uh, there's enough charm to that first one to be like, oh, okay, this is kind of like a fun way to look at this. Uh, they did bring back the original uh, Melvin actor, the the guy who later turns into the toxic avenger uh-huh um but it's uh again it's it's very like weird and dark ron jeremy is like the mayor of this town in the fourth movie oh, and goodness. he's a problematic figure in, oh, uh, in real life and uh i don't know man it was it was uh, a a weird watch but i've done it i've stunt watched it and uh i'm just here to say don't don't bother don't don't unless you want to stunt watch something don't bother. Don't bother with this one. I just want to reiterate that I lately have been taking the stance that if I start something and it doesn't click with me, I just don't need to finish it. I I don't got time for that. Um, mm-hmm. I know 
for food and, and various things for you, once you pop, you have to you have to finish it. You can't stop. Of course, yes. Is that a movie thing as well? I think so, yeah. I don't like waste, Stephen. Right. Do you feel like you're wasting the movie? <sighs> kind of, sort of. There are a couple of instances <laughs> where I, like very, very few times have mm. my wife and I started a movie and we've just like pieced out of it. Yeah. And... So you you're know, you're you're committed. I, I'm I'm struggling to even think of one at this point. It's been such a long time. I mean, it's just so easy. I would say that you're you don't like waste. Yeah, I don't like wasting my time. So oh, if I okay. if I feel like like a man and I have a, a general rule if we're if we're watching something new, we give it like 15 minutes, and that generally turns to 20 minutes as well. So we give things about mm. like 15 to 20 minutes to like try to try to get the the opening you know, scenes out of the way and yeah. see the the tone of it, see if we like the actors and how, how it's feeling. And uh, lately, like, uh, there's a few Christmas movies. I wasn't, I, again, I'm not going to mention, like, a bunch of things that were clicking with us, but there were some, like, Christmas movies we were watching and just didn't click, and we were like, you know what? We yeah. don't need to watch this. We have other stuff. So we just gave up. So I, okay, I'm glad you said that because that jogged my memory about uh. actually two movies that we started and did not finish. So one of them was that ludicrous uh, Disney Plus movie, where it's like him and Lil Rel Howery, uh-huh. and Lil Rel plays like actual Santa Claus. And I like Ludacris okay. anyway. Like, I like him as a rapper. I love him in the Fast and Furious movie. So I was right. like, oh, okay, we'll give this a shot. And it was like around the holiday time. I thought, okay. Dashing through the snow? There we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we got about, I don't know, half an hour into it and we <laughs> paused it and we we're like, holy shit, there's still like an hour and a half left of this right. fucking thing. And so we we're like, no, I don't think so. So we we didn't keep up with that. And I'm not likely to continue on with that one, especially now that we're past Christmas. Because uh-huh. um, I'm just like, nah, I, I just don't want to do that. In addition to that, we also started the Robert Downey Jr. Doolittle movie. And oh, my God. I, I think we, we uh, watched maybe 10, 15 minutes of that one. And we we're like, I don't think so. Now, we, we kind of lucked out in being able to stop that one because we were watching that on Hulu, but it was not like streaming on Hulu proper. It was like on, I don't know, fucking TBS or whatever. So it had mm. commercials interjecting like throughout the movie. Oh, okay. We got to that first commercial break. We looked at each other <laughs> we like, like, now it's... Get- <laughs> fucking move on with this shit man well so yeah yeah, we have that rule of like early on but uh you reminded me too that there are times that we'll be watching a movie and like either we'll already be talking that we're not clicking with it or neither of us have said something we're both like super bored and we'll pause it for some reason and then you know it'll pop up and sometimes it's like it's been 45 minutes and there's like two hours left and you're just like i cannot like i can't believe this movie is not almost over i thought the story had to been wrapping up right and like i cannot force myself to watch more of this even if it's not that long like it can just be an hour and a half like you said and right. still just feel like it has forever to go you know mm-hmm. so uh we will we will sometimes also just give up and maybe like i'll finish something later and tell her or uh one of our favorite activities when we really don't like something like that is like let's look up the wikipedia instead and see where this is going see if this is like worth it and then oh, okay. every once in a while we'll get to like the like we'll read it and we'll be like oh my fucking god we would have been livid if we like wasted our time on that you know <laughs> so like it works out sometimes and sometimes there's like a few info where we're like oh maybe this is worth it to stick out like it could be a good story and and mm-hmm. whatever but uh yeah i just don't i don't i don't have time to waste on that anymore okay all right Not for me well clearly i do so um, i know well like I'll let, just different i'll let different you know tastes, what i yeah what I don't watch next, uh, like I said, yeah. I've I've got a a third in a trilogy that I'm working on uh, currently. Oh yeah, it's it's maybe the most bizarre trilogy I've ever heard of, and that's why I uh, 
took it under my my wing. Um, right. But uh, as it stands, don't uh, don't waste your time with Toxic Avenger Four, which is there you go. Toxic Avenger Two in <laughs> I guess their continuity, whatever the case. But uh, yeah, that's all I have for that one. Excellent. All right. Well, I have another one here, which is uh, I actually watched this in between Extraction and Extraction Two. We oh. watched those like uh, nights in a row. And that morning uh, of the of the next night, uh, I had I had put on another movie by myself without Amanda, and a wildly different choice between those two Netflix action movies. And uh, I watched Bo is Afraid. Oh my new, god! The new Ari Aster movie. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen this one yet? No, I saw that it was um, streaming. I think it's on Paramount Plus. It's on Paramount Plus. Slow time. Slow time. Slow Show time. <laughs> uh oh. I just turned. I just toxic Avenger for myself. Uh, Bo is afraid. No. Uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to it. I've heard it's right. uh, different than Hereditary different. and uh, 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 Midsummer. Right. But, uh, yeah. Which are great hits of his. Right. Like we've talked about those. And uh, Ari Aster is such an amazing um, new director. Um, like uh, everything. Like uh, Hereditary and. Um, Midsummer just like really blew me away, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I was looking forward to this one. I, I had heard, um, some divisive things, but mostly good. And it seemed like people that were like online that like on Reddit or something that I saw that really liked his other movies really liked this one. So I was like, there's no reason for me not to think it would also, you know, be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars, um, God, where the fuck does his name just go? Bo's afraid. Star. Jowl just, Kwan. Oh, that's right. Joe Quinn Shamamlan. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's what I really used to call him all the time. Um, uh, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, and it, it, he, he plays like different roles, like different ages, I guess, throughout a little bit. Um, I honestly, I, I, I like to tell, you know, like plot lines and stuff to kind of give you like an idea of what I watched or whatever. But um, honestly, uh, my letterbox review starts with, well, huh. And like, that's literally, that could be it. I put more, uh, just, just to give myself a little like info to go back on when I rewatch this eventually. But, um, I, I could not tell you what happened in this movie at all. And, wow. uh, okay. I won't say that it's bad, but, mm-hmm. uh, it is not midsummer and is not, uh, hereditary to me. Okay. Um, there's, there's definitely a lot of, uh, the way my review kind of went was that, uh, the other two like blew me away. I really still like him as a director and stuff, but, uh, this one, um, I, I, I just couldn't like, uh, understand all the details. I know he puts like tons of thought. There's like imagery and subtext and details and all kinds of stuff in his movies. And I know a lot of those went over my head and then on rewatches, I might read about them and then it helps me. Uh, so I know there's stuff in here that I just don't understand. And there's definitely a relationship that I don't, uh, um, I don't know in my real life, so it's hard to like uh, mm-hmm. have empathy for. And that it, the movie basically is he has a child and his like relationship with his mom, and um, at him like kind of like changing into an adult and like having to face his fears. He's a really fearful man, thinks mm-hmm. everybody's out to get him, that kind of stuff. Like he's going to get stabbed on the street or whatever. And uh, the world around him is just. I don't even know. I'm trying to like my my brain is replaying in my head. I can't even. I don't even know what to say about it. It really was just such a jarring thing. It was almost like watching like a David Lynch movie. It was like, uh, like I've tried to watch, um, some of his, I like his like Twin Peaks and stuff, but some of his movies are just like so weird and I just don't understand what he's trying to say with them. Mm. And this one just had so many things in it that I was like, I literally, 
I have no idea. Uh, I end my review with like maybe after I read like 10 to 12 articles and watch like 10 to 12 videos, I would understand what they're even trying to say. And maybe that would help me. But uh, and it wasn't like I'm not trying to like dissuade anybody from watching it. It's I, I, I just I don't know what to do with it. Um, OK, it's so so different than his other work to me. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting if I ever try it again, if it'll click or not. But uh, so far, I, I'm just like, OK, I watched that. It was weird. <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you. Is Bo <laughs> is a scared. Uh, I've heard it's not a horror movie, but no. then like sometimes I see the word horror attached to it as well as like comedy. Yeah, like, it's just it, like weird tones. Is like it? it okay? It does both. It's not like horror like the other ones. Um, it it has like horrific imagery sometimes. I mm. guess um, some of the things that that happen to them. But um, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a weird one, man. Is it okay? I'm yeah. still looking forward to watching it for just sure because I'm so curious about it. Yeah, um, it's I, I I'm so interested by Ari Aster, and uh, like I said, there's so much more there I know that that's under the surface that mm-hmm. I just don't understand for all of his movies. But um, the other ones were just they blew me away so much that I had high hopes for this one. So I think that's part of it too. Is like uh, I think eventually like everybody's got to have either a project they stumble on or doesn't click with everybody is the, in the same way, and that's totally mm-hmm. fine. I'm still definitely looking forward to what he you know has next, and I'm really looking forward to what you say about this whenever you do watch it. So okay, interesting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. There well, you good. Go. The, look, you've uh, you've successfully hit on a couple of movies that I've been curious about, but haven't heard anyone speak directly on. So uh, I'm I'm glad you have done so. Um, I want to tell you about a movie that I watched recently. It's called New York Ninja from 2021, (laughs) but also 1984. Do you know anything about this movie, Stephen? I don't, but I'm very excited. I love when that kind of stuff happens. So New York Ninja is a movie that was cobbled together from about eight hours worth of filmed footage from 1984. Huh. And um, I can't remember the uh, the lead actor's name in it. It's like something Lou. Or Lou. Oh, John Lou. Uh-huh. John, okay. John Lou, yeah. He was the actor, writer, director oh. um, of this movie. And I guess they shot a bunch of footage, like I said, about eight hours worth. Uh-huh. And it was um, like lost or abandoned or something like that. And uh, later on, somebody from a um, damn it, I, I've forgotten the the name of the the current studio, um, Vinegar Syndrome. There we go. That um, one, the distributor, yeah, yeah. I guess they've like in the past have made some like softcore porn or something like that. But oh, since yeah. then, they released a lot of like yeah obscure things essentially. Yeah, as far as I understand, yeah. It. yeah. So uh, the. The the guy who like assembled this, I guess he's listed as the like co-director or mm. redirector or something like that. Redirector, yeah. <laughs> he he has taken the the footage and um, <laughs> whenever you watch the end credits of this movie, it has the pictures of the actors in the movie, but it uh-huh. says voice re-recorded by. So all oh. of the credits are the voice re-recorded instead of the actual actors names Uh and you could you could tell like as you're watching the movie the entire movie is 80 yard right so it's had like the entire vocal performance for every actor in this movie has been (laughs) redubbed by people like in like modern times Uh uh-huh and i'm so uh, intrigued by this 
it's it's crazy it's on uh i think peacock or maybe paramount plus one of those okay. right now so people can go check it out for themselves um it is very like corny it's again from 1984 um this is from the same year that the teenage mutant ninja turtles were created but oh, they haven't nice. really like taken up uh prominence in pop culture but right. there were a lot of shots in this movie that reminded me of the 1990s teenage mutant ninja turtle movie oh cool and i was like oh i wonder if that's no, I couldn't have been an inspiration because this footage was lost or whatever. Right. But yeah, you can definitely, you definitely tell this movie was shot on a budget, but it was shot in New York or I guess maybe New Jersey or, so, you know, in that general area. Uh-huh. And um, it would like I kind of thought it was OK. Um, it, it did meander a bit. Um, it, it's close to two hours long. But I think it is like a faint, fun thing to watch if you know about some of the behind the scenes stuff. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. if you just watch it as like an old ass movie, right. it's like, oh, okay, it's, it's kind of fun, but it, it doesn't quite hit there. But knowing right. some of the backstory to it might bring people more joy when watching the actual movie. Um, but I, I kind of thought it was just okay. Now, I will tell you, <laughs> Stephen, if you think there's a scene where the New York Ninja. The titular New York ninja uh-huh. is not battling people while wearing ro- roller skates. You're out of your goddamn mind because it's in the movie. Um, I love it. It's really crazy. The uh, the person who redirected the movie, he said that, um, I guess whenever they were recording the lines for the original movies, mm-hmm. the audio wasn't captured properly. So he had to do a lot of... Uh, lip reading to find out what the actors were saying oh, and the scenes were not uh, I, I guess the the orders like on the slate for what uh-huh. scene it was or whatever whenever they assembled it initially the story didn't make any sense based on like what they were trying to read from people's lips right so eventually they kind of like shuffled some of those scenes around or took some of the extra scenes out or whatever because again they had eight hours worth of footage some of the shit just couldn't simply couldn't make it in there yeah so um, he tried to keep the dialogue as accurate as possible and only in an instance where it was confusing for a like the overall <clears throat> plot or um, they just couldn't understand what they were saying. Would they add extra uh, context or extra dialogue to the movie? Yeah. So uh, there's just some some wild shit in here. And uh, I don't know. It seems like a movie like a meathead would kind of make. But it's like <laughs> it's like this like. I don't know, beefy Italian guys is a little, like, Asian dude. Right. But, uh, look, uh, again, it's it's, it's kind of like a, a novelty that this movie exists at all. So, uh, again, New York Ninja, people are curious. Go check it out. It's, uh, it's streaming on Peacock or Paramount here in the States, uh, elsewhere. I don't know. Can't help you, man. Check out the <laughs> Just Watch app. Yeah, it reminds me I, from Alamo Drafthouse when I worked there that there's a, I have my Dragon Sound record over here. Oh. Um Dragon Sound, I think, I don't think that's the movie. Uh, it's like the band in the movie or something like that. But it's like, it's the same kind of thing where it's a, a movie, a martial arts movie that uh, was made, or like, I guess that's what it is, yeah. Um, Miami Connection is what it's called. Um, oh, yeah. And it was made like in the 80s, and then they, Alamo, like, got it somehow and then re released it like in 2012. So yeah. uh, same kind of thing where it's like this, like, low budget thing, and it's, you need the context of all of that to, to get 
like why it's fun to watch and then it is becomes interesting that way so yes uh so one of the reasons i wanted to watch this is not only to talk about it on our show but they were covering it on how did this get made the podcast Uh so i watched the movie and then i listened to the episode and they filled in some of those blanks for me i knew it was uh reassembled from or reassembled from old footage but i didn't Uh know the full context of it so i would say if people watch new york ninja definitely check out the episode uh episodes plural about new york ninja on the how did this get made feed because uh i love uh paul june and jason's commentary on it uh, uh-huh. it's a live show so they have audience oh, participation fun. in there as well those are always good and the follow-up episode which is uh used to be their their many episodes now it's called last oh. looks they have oh, uh, people call in and say oh you missed this detail about the movie uh, whenever cool. they recorded the episode or whatever so those two movies or i'm sorry those two episodes paired together with the movie help give a uh, greater context to it and it's just like uh, a fun listen as well right. so check that out that's fun i actually was just thinking about how did this get made the other day because i haven't listened to any in a long time and uh like you know they'd gone like a i don't know if it's like a paywall for everything but they i know they released like old episodes i guess like they put the old episodes behind a paywall or something like that yeah. and they mm. would release them and i was like man a man and i used to watch like a whole bunch of those oh that's what it was i've been on letterboxd again and on letterboxd you can put tags on things um, oh, sure. and i had a whole bunch that were i had like 13 movies that were how did this get made and almost all of them we watched like when we moved to houston like 10 years ago like 20 mm-hmm. uh, 2013 or so uh, we did like burlesque was one of our first ones. I remember oh, yeah. we had never wanted to watch that movie and then they did it. And I remember like moving to Houston and that was one of the first things we watched together here, Amanda and mm-hmm. I, and, uh, and it was such a good memory. So I've been thinking about getting back into the, the, those episodes, you know, um, oh, so much fun. Truly. Yeah. Cause they, they just make things like that, that little elevated, you know, and they're all so funny. I love hearing them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's rad, dude. Uh, I would totally check that out. So love it. New York Ninja. Absolutely. Um, all right. I'm going to talk about, one that is uh, another Netflix movie. Um, I've okay. been trying to utilize Netflix more and more since I have it right now. Netflix. Yes. Um, but um, this is a movie that I had seen on there for a while and um, hadn't seen um, like much about it. But I, I watched the trailer a while ago and it looked good mm-hmm. and everything. It's a movie called Windfall. Windfall. And it stars, it's a pretty uh, small cast. It's Lily Collins, Jason Siegel, and Jesse Plemons. Oh, yes. Okay, so uh, this movie is, uh, it's by a director named Charlie McDowell. Um, he is a son of Malcolm McDowell and Mary Steenburgen, uh, both actors. And um, he has directed a few things um, uh, that I really like. He did a movie called um, The One I Love uh, with Elizabeth Moss and um, Mark Duplass didn't mean to run there but yeah uh it's kind of like a a, like a little sci-fi movie um that's pretty cool and then he did another movie um with jason siegel called the discovery that's a netflix movie um that i liked a lot that has robert redford in it um and so i just really liked his filmography and uh windfall is uh, another in that kind of same line he makes really beautiful movies i think the uh like the cinematography is really good the design that like where he's shooting it looks really good usually the exteriors Mm -hmm. and, and interiors um he always gets really great actors involved and uh I don't know. They feel like really personable, really like real scripts. Um, and um, so this one, uh, I, I was excited to see essentially the idea of this one is um, Jesse Plemons and Lily Collins are a married couple. They are really rich. They have a, a house out in like the desert somewhere like Sonoma or something like that. And Jason Siegel has broken in there and then they arrive on vacation and they he was about to leave. But now they're mm. all in the situation together. So it plays out kind of like a weird 
uh, black comedy sort of thing. Like it's like dark, but it's comedic situations. Uh, when you watch the trailer, if you do, uh, it does spoil a few things, but it's not too bad. Um, it, it has like some tension and you, it's a real situation. Like he did, he did break in and now he's like kidnapped them essentially. But, um, there's a part where like, he's trying to get into her purse to get her phone out and he can't get the class to undone. So he, he undo. So he's just like, how do you, how do you open this thing? And Jesse Plymouth's just like, it's a clasp. Just open the clasp. I can't believe I have to tell you how to rob me. And it's just like <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like he's like really inept. Jason Siegel is. Um, but then there are actual like dark or heavy moments. Um, okay. Like between their marriage or between the, the three of them, uh, you mm. know, in the situation or whatever. Um, a, a few other characters get introduced, but it's mainly a pretty small cast and everything. Mm. And um, I didn't like it as much as his other ones, but uh, it stuck with me. I realized a few days later, I was still thinking about it and uh, it mainly broke down for me. Everybody in it is amazing. I love Jason Siegel, obviously, but uh, Jesse Plemons is just great and everything he's in. Mm. And um, he's really, um, kind of like a, a douchey rich guy in this one. So that was an interesting role to see him play. But yeah. Lily Collins, um, I like her, but I don't think about her much. But oh man, God. she fucking blew it out of the water on this one. She was phenomenal in this movie. When you first laid out the cast at the beginning mm. of uh, this topic, uh, you had mentioned her name and it kind of like sailed by, you know, Jason right. Siegel and then, you know, uh, you know, Jesse Plumpkins, of course. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I was like, oh, wait. Uh, I, so I pulled it up on, on, uh, uh, the Just Watch app, and it has a picture of the three of them. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, that Lily Collins. Right. And have you ever seen, like, a celebrity and been like, oh, I'm a different species than this person? Like, <laughs> She's she one just, of those. She, holy shit. Like, just, yeah, she is insanely uh, attractive. Oh, my God. I just I yeah. couldn't even believe it. And she's uh, Phil Collins' daughter, I think. Oh, is she really? That's what I thought I heard. That yeah. uh, is wild. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. And she is married to Charlie McDowell, the director of this movie. Oh my god. Wow. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's really interesting though. I didn't realize she was Phil Collins' daughter. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so this movie came out in 2022. So this came out after they were married. That's awesome because she is like I said she's my favorite part of this movie. Um she's the one with the most most like character growth and okay. um you kind of watch it through like Jason Siegel's eyes. You 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 follow him at first and then they show up to the house but um you kind of get a lot of, you know, their their personalities behind that once they start talking mm-hmm. and stuff yeah um and it's the ending um the movie in general was it's kind of a slow burn but i liked it um but then the ending was so top-notch it was written so well and i felt so fulfilling uh, and it, it did it differently than i thought i thought it was going to do some other cool things but it did it went a different way it did another cool thing and then i was like just so so content with it and that's what really mm-hmm. helped me seal it for like the next few days that i was like man i can't stop thinking about that movie so uh this is windfall on netflix i would highly recommend it it's uh it's a cool slow burn uh movie with great actors so that's awesome hell yeah my wife and i we have been on the hunt for watching new stuff you know mm-hmm. um we watched a movie last night that uh she enjoyed i was not that into it's called mm-hmm. um I don't fucking remember what it's called. Very red. Uh, uh, <laughs> Her favorite. <laughs> she would know. <laughs> Can you imagine? She would probably do something like that to me. Say, like, oh, let's watch the Chrome version. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> um, what was it? Uh, a Turtle's Tale, Sammy's Adventure. What the Never fuck? heard of this? It's from no. uh, 2010, and um, I, I I don't want to make like a whole topic out of this, but uh, uh. I'll, I'll throw up a, an image here. It's a it's like a CGI <laughs> animated movie, and it's I, I could just tell well, like, something is it. something is off. Yeah, uh. um, yeah, fucking uh, oh my god, uh, uh, Andrews. What is his name? Anthony Andrews. 
Oh, Is I don't that know. Right? Anthony Andrews? An- not Andrews. Anthony. Uh, fuck. Anthony, fuck. Yeah, he is in the cast. I see him <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> I don't see any Anthony's. I see uh, Melanie Griffith, Tim Curry. Is this the right one? Turtle's Tale? Is it like yeah. a cartoon? Yeah. yeah. Does it have yeah, a... like... Oh, Anthony Anderson. The Anderson. There we go. Yeah. Mr. Anderson. There we go. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I, I could like hear some of the voice. I'm like, oh, this sounds like kind of familiar. And then, you know, of course, Jenny McCarthy provides a voice in there. So that's that's great for me. Excellent. Excellent. But, um... <sighs> I don't know. It, it it was not quite there, you know. Uh-huh. Just who even released this movie? It, it was like from France or something like that. <laughs> okay. I was like uh, this is they were spending too much time like crafting baguettes and beignets <laughs> to uh, put like all the work into it. And look, real quick, I just want to say there are a lot of people that shit on like modern Pixar and, and Disney movies or whatever. And they're like, oh yeah, it's just not as good as it used to be. Yeah, they've been around for for fucking ever. They're still right. inventing new technology. I swear to God, if you watch Wish or, um, <laughs> I don't know, Soul or something, it's like, yeah, sure, they're not, like, great. They're not what you go to in your mind when you think of those mm. studios. But I fucking swear to God, those movies are 1,000 light years ahead of the animation <laughs> in Our Turtles Tale, colon, Sammy's Adventure. Um, it was just not So not you great. did hear Anthony Anderson, Jenny McCarthy, all that stuff, right? Melanie yes. Griffith? Uh-huh. Did you see online? There's, I, I thought there, it's a Belgian French film. So I thought, oh, there's gonna mm-hmm. be like a French cast. But no, there's a United Kingdom cast. Um, oh. So there's like, I, don't, I know these names, but I, don't, I didn't know their faces. Until I them. Dominic Cooper is the main guy. He looks familiar to me, but I can't picture. I don't know. It was in, uh, he was in the first Avenger. Uh, oh, he's Howard Stark, the young Howard Stark. Oh, he, he does Sammy. Okay. Uh, and then Jimma Arterton, Arterton. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew her face, but I don't know her from, from much. Uh, she was in The King's Man and stuff. But um, she was uh, Jenny McCarthy's role, I think, whatever. But what a weird thing. They have, like, a UK cast. Yeah. They're all speaking English. They just have different yeah, accents. Like, okay. Yeah. Weird. Weird. All right. Sure. Anyway. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't bother with that one, listeners. <laughs> but uh, a movie that I do want to talk about in full would be Godzilla Final Wars. From oh. 2004. Stephen, have you heard of Godzilla Final Wars? Never even heard of this. So this is a, a Japanese-produced, uh, like, a Toho film. So this is uh, somebody in a rubber Godzilla suit, but it's also people in rubber um, Rodan suits and um, all these different Godzilla bad guys. And I had mentioned that the Toxic Avenger 4 movie was the new metal of Toxic Avenger movies. This is the <laughs> new metal of Godzilla movies. And I kind of mean that in the better sense of the okay. term. It's good. It's good. So <laughs> um, I, I heard about this movie because I was listening to a different movie podcast. Scott has it seen where they were talking about the 1998 Godzilla movie with Matthew uh-huh. Broderick and as the CGI Godzilla. And uh, it was like redesigned and it's just kind of like a weird movie. Mostly people don't like it, but I do think some of the special effects kind of look okay for the time. Not great, mm. but uh, you know, it's not Jurassic Park, but it's uh, better than it probably has any right to be looking mm. back on it. Um, so they were talking about this movie, and they mentioned Godzilla Final Wars for a reason I'll get to here in a minute. But it, the general premise of the movie is that Godzilla fights a bunch of his 
like rogues gallery from back in the day i was like oh that sounds kind of cool i'd i'd be up for watching that but the full like i guess plot of this movie and this one's about two hours long and i was like man i don't know if i want to sit through this but it was entertaining the entire way through and it's kind of like a toho rubber suit godzilla movie meets corn <laughs> no no please please believe <laughs> meets like a power rangers movie and that it has like the 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 martial arts they don't have like helmets on or anything but they do mm-hmm. have like uniforms um not multicolored but uh and also meets the matrix a little hmm. bit because there's like black leather outfits and just some like right, a era. Uh, wire foo uh type of martial arts mm-hmm. but um i don't like i was fully on board with it there's some like uh all these different uh godzilla like titans for lack of a the actual term Uh, but all these different monsters pop up around the world and they start attacking these cities these aliens come down they um beam all of the monsters away or capture them like in fucking pokeballs or some shit i don't know they they just disappear the aliens are like hey humanity we're here to help you guys wink turns out these (laughs) aliens a couple of no good nooks is what they are um uh, so the the aliens are bad. Uh, there's a specially trained mutant force in Japan that is like kind of the the extraction team. You know, oh, they're, there they're, you they're go. The, uh, the themsworths of uh-huh. uh, of this reality, <laughs> and uh, themsworth dental practice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they they break out the pliers. You know. Yeah. Um, they have the little like sucker straw thing as well. Ooh, but, I love uh, that. So, uh, long story short, uh, something happens. The, the aliens like show their their cards. They're they're evil, and they then send all of the monsters back down to attack the cities and destroy humanity. Essentially, so uh, the 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 crew in Japan uh, have to try to stop them to the best of their ability. And part of that process is freeing Godzilla to take on these monsters. Now. I've talked about it uh, a little bit when I was talking about Godzilla minus one, where Godzilla in Japan just straight up fucking prick. Like the American legendary movies that I enjoy, those monster scenes, Godzilla is like an anti hero type mm-hmm. of character, like sympathetic, but also will like fuck up a city. But it's usually because they're trying to like stop a, a, a mutos or something like that. <laughs> this Godzilla. Just a, a pure fucking prick, just ready to destroy everything possible. Very, very aggressive. He's just grumpy. Fun, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun to see. So they unleash Godzilla, and Godzilla just starts making short work of all of these creatures and everything. My favorite part of this entire movie, at a certain point, one of the creatures that Godzilla has to battle is the 1998 Godzilla. Oh my god. Matthew Broderick movie. Wow, that's pretty fucking fun. Of which they call Zilla. Now, mm-hmm. when Godzilla is going through and like fighting these different creatures, it's like a battle for like Godzilla gets the upper hand. Like he's got a lot of enemies to go through, so the the fights are usually a little bit longer. But whenever he gets to uh fight Zilla, Steven, it's fucking short work like there's no fucking contest for this so as godzilla is rolling up on this zilla uh i will say that zilla is the only one of the monsters that's just pure cgi and it looks bad like it really looks like 
shoddy. And I feel like they're like trying to send a message with it. Right. It's like, okay, we get it. But uh, Godzilla is stomping through this town, sees Zilla, and then this rock song starts playing. But it's like, oh, okay, I, I recognize this. It's not score. It's like something. And it, it took me like a couple of measures before it's like, oh, they're playing some 41 right now. <laughs> and I saw some 41 in the opening title. So I was like, oh, Weird. does this mean something different in Japan or whatever? Right. But no, they start playing the some 41 song. And it's like uh, when some 41 like got uh, away from pop, uh, pop punk and they started getting more into like hard rock. And uh, I think it's called like we're all to blame or something like that. And I like mm-hmm. that song. But they barely make it to the first fucking chorus because Godzilla has already wiped Zilla off the fucking map. <laughs> like, it happens that fucking quick. And it was so fucking funny to me because they were just like, no, we fucking hate this. For That's not Godzilla at <laughs> right, all. Right. They really, Fuck like, whooped its ass. And uh, I, I just thought that whole part was funny. But uh, the whole movie was entertaining from Tudor to Snooter, front to back. Uh, there are a couple of uh, lovely ladies in this movie as well. So it's just really uh-huh. checking a lot of boxes for me personally. I'm just, uh, I was fully on board with it. So Godzilla Final Wars from 2004. Check it out because it's a lot of fun. You don't have to know about all the backstory from all of the other versions of Godzilla. Yeah, what Godzilla. Are the other wars? You don't have to, this is the final this one. This is the final one, right. Yeah, and you get to see him fight a lot of these creatures again. Don't worry, Mothra is in this one as well. And Mothra, oh my God. Good looking. Look she, the, the truest heroine of all <laughs> filmic entertainment. She's just... I loved her in the legendary uh, movies. I, what was it? Uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters from oh, uh, right. 2018 or 19, whatever the fuck. And yeah. uh, ah, she was so good there. She was great in this one as well. She, oh, my God. Just a, a true heroine for all time. Love, I love it. Love me a Mothra. I, uh, yeah, I haven't really watched anything outside of the like original God, the original Godzilla. Let me... The original mm-hmm. American Godzilla, uh, the 98 yeah. one, uh, and then the new ones, which I, I really like, but um, the Toho ones and stuff I've never really got into, and uh, so I'm curious. I, I like whenever you fill me in on what's you know what the good ones are sort of thing, so that's fun. Steven, I will say, whenever you get the chance to see Godzilla Minus One, take it. If you have to like rent it for $20, take it. It's going to be <laughs> worth eight times that amount. That movie is so fucking good. I've heard good the, things outside of you as well about it. Holy so. shit. Yeah, uh, I wish I would have been able to check it out when it was in theaters. I know after you said it, they kept it for like another week or something like that because it was doing mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. Um, but it was like a short stay, I think. So I looked at the other day. I was like, well, maybe we'll go to a movie. I looked at the other day. It's fucking trash out there right now, man. I don't want to see anything there. <laughs> it's like not not to pay that much and go go somewhere. Good God. Deal with people. In January? No, they're going to put all the shitty movies out in January now. Okay. Really? What happened to our, our, our Hollywood summer, as we used to call it? Uh, January. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so who knows? Yeah. Um, well, I want to... Uh, do you want to do, like, one more? Uh, yes. For each of us, yeah. I mean? Yeah. Is that good? Um, so I want to mention one that I... Uh, this is one that I found without a trailer. This is the one that I found with just, like, a poster, and it was on Paramount+. Plus. It's a movie called Jules. J-U-L-E-S, like Jules Verne. Um, and uh, I would recommend this one. I did watch the trailer afterwards, and uh, it spoils, like, literally everything in the movie. So uh, so I oh, really, really recommend not to do that. It's wild. Um, but uh, the the premise, basically, and the, the poster just shows, uh, like, a guy on a hill, and there's, like, a spaceship above him. But um, it's basically there's, like, an older guy who lives alone. I think he's, like, a widower, and he's, uh, like, retired. He has one daughter that visits him and stuff, and then a son that's, like, estranged. Um, he's played by Ben Kingsley. 
who I love. Hmm. Uh, I don't think about him very much, but every time he pops up, he's one of the, just those master actors, you know, mm-hmm. and can kind of like fill in any role. You just like believe him. So he plays like a, you know, like an older guy uh, who's starting to have like memory issues and stuff. And uh, a spaceship crashes in his backyard. So uh, it sets off like this kind of zany, you know, stuff uh, in his life because of that. And nobody believes him because he's also going through like, you know, the early stages of like dementia or something. So uh, it's a funny movie. It's really heartfelt. It's a like it has a few cuss words, but otherwise I would recommend it to my grandmother. She's really sensitive about that kind of stuff. But uh, Mm -hmm. otherwise, it's like a family movie, I would say, or like, you know, like any age would kind of like this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, It also has Jane Curtin um, from like Third Rock from the Sun. I think that's what she was in, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love her. And Coneheads, yeah. Um, She's like one of his like older friends. And then uh, there's a woman, I recognized her face, but I didn't know her name. Her name is Harriet Sampson Harris. And Mm. um, she's in like things, but like uh, she was in Werewolf by Night. She was in Frasier. Um, But yeah, you you might, she's like a character actor. So uh, Mm. they play like, you know, retired people who go to like city council meetings every month and see each other there because they're all complaining about crosswalks and stuff. And then one day he's like an alien crashed in my backyard and they're all like, what? Mm. And that's part of like the, the zany adventures that happen. But, um, it really, it, it delivers on the premise. It is like an actual spaceship. It is, there's an actual alien, uh, that he interacts with. The design is, um, uh, I like the ship. It's like a classic kind of saucer look, but, uh, the alien kind of took me a little bit. It's used to it. It seems like a pretty, uh, low budget movie overall. Like it's, it's well made. I've never heard of it before outside of this, but, um, it was lovely just to put on and kind of experience. All I knew was old man, alien crash. And, uh, but it really delivered, uh, everybody in it's amazing. The alien doesn't talk, uh, but they have these moments like that are just really cute between like old people and the alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, it, it also was nice because it kind of like, inspired me afterwards i had been kind of at a lull for like my creative endeavors lately Hmm. and not writing or anything like that or planning any other movies and then this one i watched it was so lovely and sci-fi and beautiful that i was like man i want to i want to start working on some stuff so yeah uh, i did right afterwards it really helped me with that too so i'd highly recommend it Uh, i saw it on paramount plus uh it's called jewels came out in 2023 interesting i'd never heard of this but it sounds great i love it i can't hear anything you're saying well, I keep sniffling, and I'm trying not to put it on the podcast. I'm you, sorry. You were trying to capture the energy of the <sighs> alien who did not speak. It did, uh, similar, yeah. Similar to that Hulu exactly. movie from earlier this, or That's I guess right. uh, late last year. That was right. Yeah. What was the name um, of that movie? God damn it. Uh, something, something about, like, safe. No one will save you. No one will, no save, one will you. save you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie still. Yeah. That was another one that also kind of inspired me to, like, want to do some sci-fi stuff. Um, but, yeah, this one... Uh, it's just really cute. Um, it, it does have some, you know, touching or like uh, harder moments. You know, if you have like a family member getting older and, um, you know, you're trying to take care of your, your parents like that. It has some of those types of themes. But uh, the daughter as well, I don't recognize her from anything. Her name is Zoe Winters. But um, she was really, really nice, too. It's just like a really, you know, simple, well-made movie. And, uh, and she was really great in it, too. So well, that's awesome. Perfect. That sounds like right up my alley. You know, some yeah, uh, kind of like very low stakes sci-fi, but it's right. kind of warm and uh, warm cozy, and cozy. Feeling. I love exactly. it. Exactly. That's love a it. great way to describe this movie. So yeah, if you're looking for that, do this one. Now, Stephen, this is uh, kind of opposite ends of the the spectrum here in sci-fi. Oh. This is hard sci-fi, horde, horde, like like hoarders. Like <sighs> Some might say, okay. Um, 
If you are a, I don't know, a Zack Snyder fan, then yes, you Uh would be hoarding this movie because I watched 2023's Netflix film, Rebel Moon, part one, colon, A Child of Fire. Uh, Okay. Tell me about it. You see this? You you hear about this? I've heard about it. Yeah. I've heard about it. I've not heard a single good thing about it. So I'm very curious for you to change my mind. Prepare to continue not. Not hear great things because this movie is, uh, as I, I was watching it, I was like, wow, this is derivative of like everything I've ever seen in cinema. Right, that's like, what I've heard. It's so weird. Like, to, to give people a little bit of backstory, Zack Snyder was, I guess, offered the opportunity to work on a Star Wars film at a certain mm-hmm. point, like going back to, um, you know, it was after Disney had acquired the Star right. Wars property. But uh, I, I guess like the uh, the the Skywalker saga had ended at that point and they were kind of reaching out to people to see if they wanted to tell a story in the Star Wars universe. Like Kevin Feige was given an opportunity to do that, uh, the, the head of mm. uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I don't know if that's still on. It seems like they reached out to a lot of people to offer them Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins! <laughs> but um, I, I guess she's not moving forward with it. I don't know. It, it, oh, it's right, so right. weird that they reached out to so many people. Seems like that was a for sure thing. And then those Scale opportunities back. were taken away or maybe they're going a different direction with the Star Wars stuff. I don't know. All I know is Zack Snyder originally had that opportunity and then he decided, no, I'm going to still have that opportunity because I it's you watch this movie. It's like, oh, I definitely <laughs> see how he just took aspects of Star Wars and just yeah. plugged in different weaponry or names or locations it's like well it's not this anymore but it it really it kind of is (laughs) like you could tell right i've heard it's so derivative it's like i've seen that before i've seen that before like you said it's like uh just everywhere it's just not an original thought to be seen just the entire movie is that and i was just like wow so not only is he doing this but i know his hardcore fans are going to lap it up and be like oh this is so original when it's like clearly it is not yeah right and like i don't i kind of go back and forth on the the zack snyder thing i i feel like he's like some of his the shots and some of his movies are like enjoyable to look at but yeah. it's not necessarily a whole story you know it's just like <laughs> right. good cinematography or whatever on occasion but other parts it's like the first time i saw sucker punch i was like yeah, you're right hmm is this smarter than I think it is? Because I feel like there's nothing here. I feel like it's just pretty ladies fighting monsters sometimes. And that's really uh, kind of all it is. I see. Uh, speaking of, I see Jenna Malone is in this as well. That, yes. that bodes well for me. I love Jenna Malone. So. I, I perked up when I saw her because I was like, oh, yeah. she's like she's in like all of his stuff, you know? And she she plays a, a surprising character. Like, it took me a minute to see that it was her. But when I did, oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, you know, she got invited back to the party. Uh, right. Like, I, I don't necessarily enjoy Zack Snyder's movies for the most part. But I do like the idea of like, hey, this, he's he's bigging up one of the actor partners that he likes a lot. So right. hopefully she made some money off this. All that to say, yeah. the this movie is like clearly the beginning of a thing. Um, we know that Zack Snyder has this penchant for doing slow motion in his movies. The times he uses yeah. it is bizarre. Like it, it's the beginning of the movie. 
some of the people on this planet we visit, some of the, the first actors we see are simply like planting seeds in the soil. So they've got handfuls of seeds they're tossing on the ground. Don't worry. It's in slow motion. Oh my God. Why? <laughs> it's not important. It's really not. Like, you don't need to slow motion that. It's just... It, it and really, it makes it longer, too. That's one thing I heard someone said. Like, if you yes. took out the slow motion, this movie would be like an hour shorter. Like, there's For so sure. much of it in there. Yeah. For sure. Um, I would recommend uh, people watch the YouTube channel... Uh, pitch meeting it's uh mm. by ryan george and he plays like a hollywood um executive and he also plays the writer who's pitching the story to him yeah so yeah. he kind of goes back and forth and he does a great job on this movie and it really lays it out like exactly what it is which this movie is um <laughs> some clear as day nazis space nazis and like they, <laughs> they have the full-on like nazi uniform they come to this planet it's like a farming planet essentially um it does have uh uh cory stoll who was oh yeah um, i like him I, I do too um yeah. he's got this bushy ass beard he looks oh, fucking cool as shit man um he's like the the head of this ranch planet essentially and uh the nazis come down they're like Hello, if we ever would like to have some of your food. Um, and so they, they're like, we could do that, but we just don't have enough to share. We've, we could barely feed ourselves. And uh-huh. so things take a turn. Uh, the, the Nazis occupy this planet. And so there's a, um, if you can believe it, a group of rebels rise up to <laughs> knock down this empire, an original story I've never heard before, but it does You're take right. place in, in space. So it's kind of like amongst the stars, there's these wars that, that happen. And, uh, there's this, uh, <laughs> this that's weird. Yeah. Interesting. It, it is bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost like they're, they're igniting a, I'm just going to say it, a new hope across the galaxy. <laughs> um, now I, I'm sure like in subsequent movies, I don't know, the empire might strike back, um, right, <laughs> but the, the uh, I, I, this movie is really just like putting a putting a team together, right? That's the that is the entirety of this movie. It's just putting a team together, which uh-huh. I I kind of like in movies. But instead of being a montage or um, doing it the way that uh, you might see it in uh, Ocean's Eleven, the first Ocean's Eleven movie. Uh, not the original, but the uh, the remake with uh, Clooney and Pitt and uh, right, Damon. right. Um, I I love the the montage of like meeting all those characters, but you you get everyone assembled inside of what fifteen twenty minutes something like that. This is like oh yeah, montages are great. This is the movie. This is just like going to different locales, <laughs> finding this new person. Like one of these people they meet, he looks like Conan the Barbarian. It's almost like this guy honestly looks like fucking matthew mcconaughey in like blackface but uh, you know oh it's like it's just like this ultra tan dude but um they go to this planet they meet this guy so they assemble uh him he joins their team right then at a, a different point they go to this other planet they have this uh lady who's like a i don't know she's like uh like a samurai or a ninja or something like that and she has these two light up glowing swords right <laughs> and uh she fights this giant spider lady and then um so she's on the team and then they go to this other place and they find jaiman hansu and yeah. he's like a war general uh whose uh entire posse got killed and he's just kind of like given up but now he's given the opportunity to again you know strike back at these space nazis so he joins the team now by the time we get to the end of the movie, we've got all these characters 
and they kind of just stand around while the main person, the very first person that we met, they handle the business. Everyone else is just kind of standing around. It's like, the why assemble a group of people if you're not really going to do anything with them? If you're not going to have them interact with their like different, right. like, disparate personalities and everything? It's so fucking bizarre. And then uh, we've got uh, the the guy who played Cyborg in the uh, the Justice League. Ray Fisher. Uh, yeah. yeah, your uh, nephew, I think. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's part of the cast, and it took me a second before I saw him, but then I saw him, I was like, oh, wow. Like, first of all, like, as a straight dude, I'll say, he's looking good, you know? You like he's Ray. just a, a straight-up straight up hunk in this movie. But, like, I, I know he he really, like, went through a lot of shit with Warner Brothers and the whole Justice League thing. And so I see mm-hmm. him in this movie, I'm like, oh, man, this is going to kick off his, like, major role in this series. But, Stephen, I'll be honest with you, he ain't sticking around very long. He's really not. So I was kind of surprised by that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you've, you've given this guy a new platform to be part of this new endeavor. And again, the title of this movie says part one. So surely there's yeah, going just to be a part two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, part two, the scar giver, the scar giver. Oh, my God. The scar giver. I was trying to look if there's a part three. Um, it looks like part two is going to be released April 19th of this year. So they're uh, they're coming out really fast, uh, and there's also going to be an R-rated extended cut of the one you watched. So if you want to watch more of it, you can uh, you can do that as well. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> no, I would love it if in the second movie, The Scar Giver, they have Jeremy Irons play a character named Scar. Oh, dude, wouldn't that be cool? He sings "Be Our Guest" or whatever, <laughs> right. or "Be Prepared." Be prepared is, uh, but is it's his all song. In slow from motion. It's fifty-minute song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got some hyenas around him and everything. Yeah, um, yeah man, I was just like really uh, astonished at the yeah. how derivative this movie is. I could yeah, yeah. not believe it. There's this uh, robot that shows up at the beginning of the movie. He was like a a, a battle robot or, or something used in in the military at the uh-huh. time. But the robot has since given up. It uh, it refuses to use any weaponry, uh, do any fighting at all. And at a certain point, that comes into conflict. But early on in the movie, and then the robot runs away. You don't, <laughs> you don't see the robot again till the very end of the movie. Oh my god! And it's like got antlers and shit. Like like. Look, I got to give it points. The, the robot does look kind of cool, but uh, it's just so weird the way everything is paced out. And uh, you said the the sequel comes out in April. April, yeah. Look, I'm gonna it's have wild. to watch it just to just to see where this goes. Like, what what other shit can this movie like repurpose for its own narrative? I, you know, I will say I was looking at the budget. It's 166 million dollars. Jesus Christ! It, Isn't that amazing? Like, 80% of that was used for slow motion seed throwing. <laughs> right. But it's shared with the scar giver. I think they, they filmed them like back to back or concurrently or something. So oh, okay. that's between the two films. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. Uh, this one says this one's like an hour and 34 minutes. Was it sh- short was it? or was it? I think this is maybe just oh, two hours and 14 minutes. Okay. Yeah, there we go. That seems one. right. That seems better. Yeah. Weird. Uh, yeah. Someone, someone messed with our Wikipedia. Damn it. Oh, my God. Uh, oh hour and 34 minutes, two hours and. 14 minutes that's what it means i thought yeah. it was being like an hour and a half but uh mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's right um because all his stuff is so so long but um i did scroll by that on my netflix and i was just like i like some Zack snyder stuff but obviously we're not huge fans of the dc stuff he did mm-hmm. and uh i just like i have no interest in this at all even for a stunt watch i'm just like 
I mean, like I, eventually 2027, we'll watch these movies on this, on the show or something like that. But of course, yeah. Uh, Recap for the now, whole saga. like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just like, I can tell it's not going to be for me. Like I can mm-hmm. tell it's not going to be like a good time. So I, I've just avoided it so far, but I think if you're a review, so I can, I can now move on. There we go. Life. There we, I'll, I'll let you know how that next one is. It'll, uh, uh Oh, please. It'll be fun to please see how that let me know. Yeah. Goes. And don't worry. This movie is like very dry and joyless um almost no actor has charisma in it at all and uh, yeah made me think of that vegas one he did like the 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 heist oh, one with the zombies i totally yeah, forgot about that, that movie Holy that shit, was so did I. that was the one that i was like what the fuck are we even doing here man and that one had that tie-in movie it was like an english movie where it gave backstory to like the german safe cracker guy that's right and I, yeah and i still hadn't watched it even though i watched the trailer for it I was like <laughs> this one actually looks like pretty good seems pretty fun army seems... of the dead okay yes yeah. yeah and then army of thieves army of thieves okay there were... that's what it's called army of thieves look like it was uh what do you call it in focus most of the time which is <laughs> right. like a leg yeah, up from army of the dead <laughs> to me personally my personal Damn. opinion of it but uh yeah, so yeah, uh, weird, Rebel man. Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire from 2023 on Netflix from Zack Snyder. Five stars. And uh, his imagination? Question mark? Oh, yeah. Man, mm-hmm. good times, though. Uh, I, I will uh, I will look forward to not watching that. Um, I have to leave only for the fact that um, I, my allergies are attacking me today, and I can't steam. Can't steam. <sighs> I can't seem to stop sniffling. So, uh, but yeah, I love these pop culture catch up episodes, especially when we both have a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, you know, we've we've been catching up on. So yes. uh, next week we are planning an actual feature, though it's uh, it's gonna be a dual week thing. Yes. that uh, we're doing like a back to back weeks of of two different movies. Uh, Brent, did you want to let the good people know what that's about? Well, I, I do. Let me set it up real quick. Stephen and I had a off-air conversation, a, a planning meeting for 2024, and uh, boy, we got some we got some exciting shit planned for LTAS for 2024. That's true. Um, now we're not going to detail that quite yet. We're still trying to line up some ducks for mm-hmm. some of it, but I will say it's very exciting. Uh, there's a particular anniversary that's being celebrated this year. That you and I are both very excited about. I, it's honestly Motley Crew, baby. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna kick start some hearts on this some bitch. You know, <laughs> um, you know, there's a uh, an anniversary that happens this year. I'm, it's uh, on a uh, bit of pop culture that you and I uh, love and have loved for decades, but uh, we've surprisingly never addressed it on this show. We'll yep. mention this on a later episode, just to give a little tease. You know, stick with us for a little bit. Indeed. Now. For next episode, we're going to go back to 1993. What a year to be alive. You know? Jurassic Park came out like a year or two before. Mm -hmm. What was it? 91 when it came out? Uh, 93. It was 93? Jurassic Park? Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, never mind. I take it back. Same year. (laughs) Same year as Jurassic Park. There was a separate movie. That's why the CGI looks the same, you know? (laughs) And the dinosaurs. Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. Another movie starring dinosaurs, question mark, uh-huh. uh, hit the populace. And look, I'm just going to tell you, didn't do great. Didn't do great with the critics, but. Did great with me. We're going to readdress this for the first time. We're going to talk about 1993's Super Mario Bros. <gasps> starring John Leguizamo. Uh, Bob Haskins. Bob. <laughs> 
Bob, Bob Hoskins. 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 Hoskins? Hoskins. Thimsworth. Hodgkins? Hodgkins, yeah. Hagendoss? Robert Hagendoss. Robert Hagendoss. As Mario. What's his name? Uh, Dennis Hopper? Oh, Hopper. that's right. Hoskins. Linguasamo. <laughs> Spaghetti. Yeah. So we're going to talk about 1993's <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Uh-huh. On the next episode action. of Let's Talk About Stuff. So check back with us. See if we're alive. You know, whatever you got to do. And then we're following up the next week. Oh my gosh, This is dude. why we want to do it back to back because Netflix, once again, it has been a feature of our show today, not mm-hmm. sponsored, uh, but they released the new version, the cartoon version of Super Mario Bros. What is it even called? The Super Mario Brothers movie. The Super Mario Brothers movie, which I mm-hmm. still have not seen. You saw it in theaters? Yes, right? with our, our friend Allison over. I thought so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So From 2023, uh, I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah, 30 yeah. years after the original live-action version, they were like, nah, fuck it, we'll just do CGI. It's just right. It's just going to look better. And I'm a big fan of that original movie, so I'm looking forward to rewatching that one and the new one. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things about the new one from you and, and others, so yeah. uh, I think it'll be fun. Fun, uh, fun double feature that way. So we're, mm-hmm. we'll do those two weeks in a row, come back next week for uh, 1993's live-action Super Mario Bros. Yes, yes. Excellent. Uh, and as usual, if you like, you can contact us. Uh, all the infos in the show notes. Uh, oh, I wanted to let you know again that I am on Letterboxd. Uh, you can, uh, yeah, contact us all those uh, all those ways. Uh, also, rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. That'd be very much appreciated. Five stars is always appreciated. And Brent, I had a really good time talking to you today. Me too. It's uh, It's been fun to catch up on some of this stuff. You know. Here we go. Oh. Oh, the people's mouth speaks. Holy shit. Oh, baby. That's, that's, yeah, that's not, really fun. It's not like technically his voice, you know, but you, know, <laughs> you get it. You get Because you have to get around the copyright. Of course. Of course. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's been, been great catching up on pop culture with you. Look forward to the next episode to discuss indeed. Super Mario Bros. from 1993. Mm-hmm. Two years yeah. after Jurassic Park, the airwaves. <laughs> I love what you said. I was like, no, I thought I thought you were doing a bit. Oh, no. I was just I was just bad at time. <laughs> If you can believe it. <laughs> Brent Hammer, bad at time. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fun, man. Uh, and until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Let's talk later. Oh, right. One, two, three. Hey, let's go ahead and record. Oh, Yep, there I am. Oh, boy. Showing up right there. Boy, howdy. And girl, they howdy. They howdy. Hmm. Hey, man. You see mama over there? Oh, they howdy. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) That sounded like a real, real good sexual innuendo, but I don't understand it. Uh Uh-huh. Your endo, their endo. Oh, okay. We're endo, Stephen. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. you're speaking it's a lot of mm-hmm. It's time to get real uh, <laughs> philosophical okay. about butts, you know? This is the philosophical butt year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fill those butts, you know? Whoa, Whatever all, you got. That's a whole different genre. <laughs> <laughs> is it? I guess so, you know? Um, so I want to tell you about... Uh, uh, something that's happened to me recently where I'm like, oh, I'm old. I'm definitely, oh, this is it. It I'm was like a, a, a clear marker <laughs> to me of being just old as fuck. So as uh, 
we talked on the last episode, I was recovering from being sick. Mm-hmm. Now, we recorded that episode on January 1st, and uh, I didn't, it, we were kind of in a hurry to get that episode out, so I didn't really uh, mention this. Plus, it was, was only like one day. But as the calendar page changed from December 31st to January 1st, mm-hmm. I have been struggling with insomnia. It oh has been driving goodness. me fucking nuts. It has been killing me. Oh, that sucks. And so we're recording this on January 7th, mm-hmm. meaning I've had six nights worth of this. And over the course of those six nights, assuming someone gets an average of eight hours of sleep over the course of those six nights, it's going to be about 48 hours worth of sleep, roughly, right? Mm. It's going to ebb and flow a little bit, but roughly about 48 hours. I would say liberally that i've had over the course of those six days maybe 12 hours of sleep what and it has been a fucking nightmare Dude, every day that's crazy has been a fucking nightmare and i've i've literally felt like um like sick to my stomach uh-huh. over it and it's just like i don't know i, I just felt like off and weird oh of course i've never I've never been that like sleep deprived over an extended amount of time yeah. like that to where it's uh, I've noticed something that's affected my health in such a way. But um, last night I was ready to go to bed. I had some like red wine and I like I've tried everything over the course of this past week. Like I've had some melatonin gummies. Mm-hmm. I've tried um, uh, like exercising before oh, yeah. bed and uh-huh. just tr- tried everything I could think of. Did you of. try butt chugging Red Bull? Steven. That's your if you don't think that's the first thing I tried. <laughs> okay, good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I've tried everything. And so last night I was thinking, okay, this is, you know, tonight's the night. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I thought this every night, but for sure last night I thought... And I do have like um, some issues with like restless leg syndrome. Mm-hmm. I don't, have you ever had that? Uh, you yeah, had the feeling of yeah. You feel like it kind of kick it and stuff, or like it just feels like yeah, it's like tingly or itchy yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you throw on some uh, ska music, you start a, a pit, <laughs> start, start kicking S- out the jams. Skinking might help you, man. It might might yeah. get that out. <laughs> we don't know. The science is not secured yet. So I. Um, I bought some restless leg medicine. It's really just like these uh, pills that you would put under your tongue before bed. And um, you take like two to three of them at a time. Normally, I would take just like one Mm. and I'd be fine. Last night, I took three and I still struggled to go to sleep. I went to bed last night on Saturday night. I know, real party animal. Went to bed at 8.50. Holy shit, And I laid there until like, I don't know, uh maybe like one thirty in the mm-hmm. morning and I just could not go to sleep because my body felt like it had to move. It's Damn. such a weird feeling, but at a certain point I got up and I stretched my like lower back, which is one of the parts of my body that like hit the jungle gym. No. And, yeah. uh, uh, back in uh, summer of 22, what a time to be what? alive question mark. <laughs> and, uh, so I noticed that that helped a lot. So I was like, oh, okay. So all that to say, I'm now at the point in my life where I have to stretch to go to bed. <laughs> and this is how I know that I'm for sure old. Holy you know? shit. Yeah. How does that feel? How does it make you feel? Not great, but mm-hmm. also like I kind of just generally don't feel well about myself anyway. <laughs> right. 
So especially you know, right now, I, I guess it is what it is. Wow. That's fantastic, yeah. man. Um, uh-huh. you, you ever do any yoga? No, that's something I need to do. That's yoga fun, man. I like or yoga. like uh, uh, Pilates or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I need I need to work on on stretching. I feel like that would help yeah. a lot. Yoga is basically just uh, stretching in my eyes. Like that's the yoga I practice at least. It's like a, it's a oh. whole bunch of like poses that you can like stretch out your lower back, for instance. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Like it's uh, I also try to use it for like a meditation. You know quiet time sort of thing whatever but mm-hmm. um and i don't do it very often but sometimes it's like man i just really need a good stretch and that that can hit some some spots so yeah maybe uh maybe you're about to turn into a old yoga bro i i might have to a broga a broga yeah a broga i think you have to grow your hair out to be a broga uh, oh god i'm not sure if it's allowed that sucks otherwise yeah what's the longest hair you've ever had have you ever had it like touch your shoulders <sighs> No, I did try like when shaggy haircuts were like a big thing, like in like the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, I tried to do that. And uh, once it started touching my ears, even I was like, I don't like this. Uh, yes. It's like a, a texture, comfort, like whatever, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like this. So uh, I did that for a little while. But I actually uh, my my niece Aurora today was wearing a, a like a braid and she had a bow in the back of it. And I joked I was playing with it and I joked with her that I was going to grow my hair out in the back. So I got to have a ponytail to match hers. And she was like, yeah. no. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that would be silly, right? Like, I, but now I can't stop picturing it like the bald head. But like I got hair in the sides in the back. I can I can grow that out if I want to. You know, do you, think you I could. Could, do you think I could rock a ponytail? I, I you know what? You might as well just go straight up rat tail at this point. Mm. How long am I aiming for? Do I go like all the way to my butt? I was, I was gonna say if you go all the way to your butt, you could always like loop it down. Oh, I like into that. your crack. Yeah, and just yeah. keep it nice and secure and snug. <laughs> yeah, that's like it's just like comforting thing right there. You know, yes, to yeah, put your rat yeah. tail between your butt cheeks. Yeah, it's like a, a man pawn. You just like <laughs> shove it right up your your keister. Oh, I thought it was more like a thong. You know, like a a, a rat tail thong. A rat tail thong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I okay yes is that a good look for for men for for you for for me specifically okay good good yes yeah you could be a trendsetter with trend yes (laughs) (laughs) I'm really looking forward to uh, to being a trendsetter myself yes you could be uh, Homer Simpson up top master splinter (laughs) in the back you know what a combo wow I'm imagining that voice right now I don't know if, uh, if 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 they might be around but. Uh, Homer Simpson Master Splinter crossover. I feel like that's a cartoon. I've, I, it's worth watching. Nice try, boy. <laughs> now, Ninja Vanish. S- smoke, smoke grenade. <laughs> it's season one. It. You know. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, it's> <laughs> <laughs> you can picture the drawings. Yeah, of course. A little yeah. different. A little different. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, yeah. uh, it looks like a very blurry. Do you see that in our... A little bit, yeah. Your your uh, new there camera is. will do that from time to time. Snaps out. Uh, it's like, hey, do you wanna, are you trying to show someone on the photo? Would you show them your hand? Nope. Just trying to reach out <laughs> to my computer. Thank you. <laughs> Technology's a little too good. Yes, yeah. There was a mm-hmm. time when um, I think we were leading up to recording the Airborne Toxic Event episode mm-hmm. from uh, the end of 2023. 
and you were doing something with cables. It was before we recorded, but I saw your webcam like follow you across the room. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening? That's right. It weirded me out because yeah. I'm so used to the camera just being stationary. You're like, I don't, do record. I need this in my life? I don't it know. Was, yeah. It was unsettling because yeah. I was like, oh, is Steven, how, is Amanda like recording? <laughs> The video for this each time? I do this like a news broadcast, and I need someone behind the camera in front of me. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's got a green square she holds up to the side so you can have like superimposed images. Yeah. She's a, yeah, she's a woman wearing many hats, you know? Right. Yeah. Helping out with the podcast. I really appreciate that. She's also my footstool right now, which is nice. That's great. That's great. Yeah. You know, that's, it's, it's lovely you- that a wife can show support whenever she can. <laughs> I felt bad about even saying that because <laughs> I don't use her use her like that. I use her as a chair, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Like whenever but I'm tired, I make that... her get down on her hands and knees and then sit on her back. <laughs> <laughs> it's not sexual. No, I'm never. just tired. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there, is there ever like. Uh, a toilet transformation. Oh no! Included in that? No, or is that, no, no, that's no, separate. No, 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 no. no. That's okay. that's for Saturday nights. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's what happens if you stay up past eight fifty. Okay, got oh, it. Oh, if you do, man, See, you, you I wouldn't it's know. A wild party back there. I guess so. Damn, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Saturday that's at crazy. nine o'clock. That's whenever. That's when the crazies come out. Holy shit! Everybody knows well, that. I evidently I will not know going forward anymore. Because yeah, eight fifty is my my new bedtime. Have you tried on napping Saturdays. this like this weekend? I, I tried napping yesterday uh-huh. as I was like watching TV. My wife was out with her mother doing something, and so I said the house to myself. I was like, "All right, me and the dogs, we're gonna live it up, boys." And I knew like, it. I took uh, the world's like shittiest, most uncomfortable nap Aww. on the couch, and it's just, I didn't really even like fall asleep. So I just kind of laid there in the hope that right i don't know the ceiling would collapse and it would just like crush me or something put me out of my misery You're like that would be at least i get some sleep yeah you know? yeah for Certain eternity point. but hey it'd be worth it right and what a sleep you know do you want to do you want to go ahead and sync yes do you have a sync okay. word uh let's go with uh homer splinter oh i love it excellent perfect okay, okay. so let's sync with homer splinter on three one two three homer, homer splinter, splinter. That's right, boy. You could clap, clap. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is that what you want? That's only funny to us. I just thought to mark it if you want. For for, for an uh, off air conversation. Okay. (laughs) Well, uh, we can go ahead and start the show here. L P A M. 